Greetings, lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Audrey. I'm your host, Audrey, and on each episode, my guests and I have a conversation about a topic of interest where we try to figure out life as Zimbabweans, Africans, and Black people living in the diaspora. If you're new here, I hope you stick around, and if you're returning, thank you for putting up with me. You can find Conversations with Audrey wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Insta and Facebook at Conversations with Audrey and on Twitter at Convo with Audrey. If you're more traditional, I also welcome emails via conversationswithaudreypod at gmail.com. Now on to the conversation. This song, man believe and in the video she doesn't even look like all that in the video like she's so casually dressed you know like it's not an overly made up video and then but that's just what it is like that's the vibe of where mm-hmm. they happen to be just they're like super chilled people. But nowadays, that's why I liked Jiva. Like that show. Like how they incorporated. That show was good. That show was good. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Welcome, lovely listeners that are listening to me at the moment. Always, <laughs> I'm like, who is listening to me at the moment? <laughs> From where? What are you doing? Are you driving? I know one of my listeners always says she, she listens to me when she's driving. So that's always nice and comforting. Exactly right. When you're when you're driving is the best. Oh, let me put up your volume a bit. I was like, oh, I'd put it down anyway. So today I'm joined by the lovely Yolanda. Oh, I'm gonna put some cheering music. Just give me two seconds. It always takes me time to navigate to my cheering. My applause. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! But no, I'm really excited. But we're gonna write like probably rant, vent, whatever. Get into yep, topics, yep. right? About things. Miguel, we don't really. have an invest. <laughs> we don't have any vested interest in these things, but we just think we have to mention them. <laughs> like we don't we know these people. Vexed. We just get vexed by witnessing some things in the world, and it's exactly. not like a long-term investment. But it's just one of those things where you're just like, "Why is it happening?" Exactly, exactly. So yeah. Exactly. But before we do that, how are you, Yolanda? <clears throat> where can people find you on the socials? And oh, yo, 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 guys, lockdown. Hey. <laughs> Courtesy of of Sydney, we we brought you a, a new serving was, of the oh, lockdown. Every time, some some of us are the fifth lockdown in a year, <laughs> the third one in the last six months. It's like we need a gold medal for something. Oh God! Oh God! For obedience, I don't know. We need a look. Nah, but it's a bit. It's it's just techy because it's like every single time things feel like they're getting normal. Like on the weekend. I like went out for the first time. So like, obviously, four weeks ago we had another lockdown. I yeah, think it was like a, a month yeah. Yours ago was yeah. Week. Yours was very close, close by. We had another like snap lockdown for like ten days instead. Of, like they told us five, and then it turned into two weeks, kind of. And then obviously, like venue, they took a really long time to open, and then restrictions were meant to be open two weeks ago, but Sydney messed that up because we opened the border a little <sighs> bit to allow the towns on the edge, and yep. then we started getting a little bit of like a yellow zone there. And then last week, I was like, I bet, went out to one event. Two, three days later, we're back into lockdown. And I'm just like, yeah. and it's frustrating because obviously with work, you can't go. Um, and then with uni and stuff, it's like back online. 
So you're constantly switching like every two weeks to being on campus or when it feels kind of safe. I've had one class on campus or two classes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the last seven weeks. And then I'm back online for the rest of the trimester now. So it's like... The mental like flip-flopping is a lot. This is my final really? year of uni. I left campus. I remember it was a Tuesday, just randomly in the morning. We were told, oh, you know, you're just going to go work online for a little bit and then maybe we'll come back on campus and that was my last day of uni ever and i it was so uneventful nothing just beyond so that'll me. be your last year it's like last year when corona started yeah last year what it was april it was corona started being serious the first week of uni i went to one class on semester for the whole year mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. after that it was just like big blowout and i was like yo exactly it's love like this so i've technically been on campus for a max of like no more than 10 classes in the last two years of my university. But like, how do you do, like in terms of how you deal with, um, I suppose that interact, like, you know, you, you can't, not that I went to uni and enjoyed necessarily being with people, but like, how do you deal with like wanting to maybe ask questions and blah, blah, blah. But you For us, like, it depends on like last year was frustrating because the lectures that we had weren't very responsive and like you have lectures upload um their videos and stuff like at the beginning of the trimester mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. there's no actual interaction i'm not one generally who goes on my online classes i kind of just watch them back rather than being in them yeah but um like i'm not massive like i i get along with the people that i'm in classes with because i've pretty much been with the same people but like it's not like we hang out outside or like talk or anything like that other than assignments and stuff but it's just one of those things where it's like i feel like it's been a lot harder for people who aren't diligent like in their learning that's and they're true. not people who who are self-sufficient and that was the thing like we were having discussions about going back on campus and people were like I feel like you know I can't do work at home today and I was like that's a you problem I'm sorry <laughs> that's not an us problem that's not a corona that's problem true. that's, that's a problem of self-discipline that's because true. like it's your degree at the end of the day it's not high school like you, why do you need your lecturer walking around the classroom and looking over your work for you to feel like you can I be need productive? to do the work. That's true. Like it's different like, to like going to the library, maybe needing the library space, but like you don't really need to. Have I could teacher. never study in the library. I remember like during HSC, I went to the library like yeah. once or twice. The whole time I was there, the whole day I didn't do anything. Wait, was this like the actual library at the school or like the Liverpool library? Because I know Liverpool library sucked. Both. Whenever I had classes in the library at school or like when I would go to like Edmondson Park mm. Library, like I nothing like I prefer That's being true. in my own space I'm a lot more productive That's and like true. I'm somebody who sets aside time to do certain things and know how I will feel and set tasks up but yeah I just find it weird when people like in their final year of uni like you're a whole grown human like you know <laughs> you're telling me you don't have initiative like an ounce of initiative in you your just blood. do something exactly I know let's, like, let's yeah. get it together now you need to yeah, you, anyway I, I I I'm done with uni so I'm not gonna rant too much about it but you definitely you know, I need initiative. <laughs> You'll be t- trust like, me when you finish. You'll be like, "What?" So that's 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 it. That's that. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm enjoy. people ask me if I'm scared, and I'm like, I'm not scared. I'm just curious about what happens. That's like true. for me, it's like I have so many things that I could venture into, and like connections I've been making. Like it's kind of just like fun, but like I feel like when you hear people's stories, like I feel people who barely did anything, like if you didn't have like an internship experience yeah, or like. Yeah create any networking or anything during uni they're a lot more like scared of like, what's, like yeah, that's true, about what happens, what happens yeah. after because it's kind of like okay you've got the theory 
but in this world the main currency now like as much as our parents think uni and education experience is like where the currency is at that's true like that's true i should watch his resume and don't know don't submit a resume because i'll be like yeah. yeah okay you read books <laughs> for three years like yeah. you did assignments for three years but what do you have to show for that experience like that's has true. anyone got anything to say about what you were like as an intern or an employee no sir why, why we should be high you that's true but no you'll be fine i think you've already got that tenacity so the job market watch yeah, out for your lander yeah, yeah. <laughs> Post COVID, post COVID, when it's been so good. exactly. That's the thing. thing. Like the job market has definitely changed. Like, oh my god. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. So now, <laughs> let us get into our topics. So, oh lord, you were watching the Euros. You said you finally watched some of the games, right? Yesterday or something. You caught up watching them or highlights or something. You know what? I watched highlights mm-hmm. and I was just like hearing conversations about it like yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, when it but, actually like, was happening. I'm not a massive soccer fan like yeah. that. Yeah. I it's, it's for me it's just like especially watching a country like England. Like That's European true. countries play against each other like why do I care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like yeah, yeah. but for me like for me it was more an interest from like I just wanted to sort of get back into football. Like I had not been watching it for a long time. I yeah, no, whatever. But in, in our household, we support the the much maligned Manchester United. A lot of people want to make fun of it. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> it's a good team. I'm going to support it. But yes, anyway, some people so, are trying to convert me over to Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal, like, it's going to be yeah. That'll be a hard conversion. Like yeah, that's very difficult because like you know, once you go to Manchester, you can't go back. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But <laughs> you know how they were saying the Euro, the Euro is going to come home. The Euro is going to come home. You know, it happened and it was great. And England seemed to be doing well, or at least the English supporters were like, yeah, you know, England is going to bring it home. Cool, cool, cool. They all love their country. And then somehow when things went wrong, the narrative became the black people did it. Why did the black As people? Always, Why did the black people? So, no, you can talk, like, so when did you watch the final match in terms of the highlights of that like and what were your like i literally watched the highlights of it a bit yesterday and the day before i mainly watched like penalties and stuff like that because it was like after that whole seven news thing came out i was like yo what happened like you know get into more of the seven because some people might not even know about the seven news thing i was like what happened when i was just now seeing this out it's like my whole instagram all the stories i was seeing is just people ranting yeah yeah. And I'm like, okay, already by the line, like I'm already frustrated just reading the headline, but like I want to see what could possibly yep. in this world yep. cause this much <laughs> outrage over young children. Like 19-year-old child. I'm older. I was like, I'm actually older than this person. Like, <laughs> it was... <sighs> Yeah. confusion cue the confusion because yep. i genuinely was just like what's going on yep yep and then like i just started like i was seeing tweets and like seeing like videos and like news footage from like in england of like people being told what had happened like those people being asked what they felt mm-hmm. and i a lot of anger yeah yeah and that's and the thing is like the anger was you could tell it's not about the soccer it's about something else. It's you know about the COVID. It's about being broke at home. About something. <laughs> when somebody's extremely angry about something and then you're like, there's nothing that warrants how angry you are about this situation. That's like true. there has to be something else that we need to delve into as to why you're so angry. Exactly. Exactly. 
because for me, I remember. So with the Channel Seven thing to go over that, and so Channel Seven in Australia decided to publish an article that said three black players missed the penalties for England or whatever. First of all, first of all, if I have been living in Australia, I'm not, I'm not born, I wasn't born in Australia, but I am an Australian citizen. If I'm to go and represent a country, I don't want my race to be what sets me apart for the idea that I'm, since I'm playing for Australia, I'm playing for Australia, so I'm an Australian. So these English mm. players is what should, they should have been called. They should have just been called English, three English players or whatever missed the penalties. But no, it was three. Not black- even that English. It could have easily just been England misses the penalty. penalty. Exactly. It so didn't true, have so to be true. the players mentioned. It's just England misses three penalties, exactly. which costs them the finals. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. It, it could have really been a very simple. See, PR, like PR people need to do their job better. <laughs> if I could be in PR or you could be in PR, I think there will be so much less hate out there for certain I was, publications. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It, and it for me, it was just like, why is it Australia? Like, Australia why do we care why did you have to make that and that's what annoys me and like one like I get worried when like black people here or overseas like in the diaspora right Mm -hmm. just start Mm -hmm. going in and becoming athletes or a part of like team sport because when anything goes wrong you're automatically the face of the problem yes it is no longer about anything else that possibly they never highlighted the fact that first of all the game went into Extra, overtime. Yep, yep. Like they were well over. They, yep. They went overtime. Then the penalties came in. So there was already an issue before the penalties exactly, came in. Exactly, exactly. You guys could have been ahead, but you're making it seem as if this, this was is, at the beginning of the game. Exactly. In the middle of the game where exactly. it was the ultimate changer of all things. And even it was if it your was, last chance. Like, you know, and even if it was, like what you're saying, the anger around it. I don't think it's warranted because it's a game. It's a so I've always I've enjoyed soccer because my dad enjoys soccer, so I've watched soccer games with him, and I can get invested. I'll be like, oh my god, oh my god, and I'll be like, oh, mm. nigga, I miss a goal, but I could never go on Twitter and verbalize that and put it into words like you, whatever, whatever, calling people names because it's a game. It's a game of chance. People were you sending can practice. letters to their houses. Oh god, people were sending, and the thing is, like, um, soccer even made a thing. Okay, what got me really vexed was the fact that they felt the need to apologize. Exactly. Marcus Rashford's apology, beautiful as it was, why did it need to happen? I was like, and the thing is, like, when I got told that they apologized and, like, you know, the apology was being read to me, my blood started to boil. I was like, why are they apologizing? Exactly. I was like, first of all, the only reason why England has gotten to the finals in the last, for the first time in 55 mm, years, was because mm, of these three black players. Mm, mm. You made them your star players for a reason. Three, oh, secondly, if you guys had anything else or anybody else, you obviously didn't believe in all your other players. Yeah, that's true. You could have had that's any true. of your other white, their white counterparts go ahead and do the penalty, but obviously you knew who was in the best position to do so. But as always, with sport, with anything, there's so many things that factor into so many yeah. things that factor into what happens with a goal. Somebody blocks, I don't know, wind speed, angles. Yeah. There's so many yeah. things. Yeah, that yeah. Go I remember in. even it Marcus was like, to do with exactly. Marcus was like, I was ability. feeling like because obviously he wasn't warmed up or whatever. He's just like I was feeling off. You see, he was just feeling off. Like it wasn't his day. Could have been anybody it, else. Yeah, sometimes it just cannot day, be your yeah. day. And the fact that like Saka was boiling is that like when I saw his vid, like the video, sure. like, instantly, oh. 
And the thing is, the fact that he wasn't crying because he missed the penalty, but he knew what was going to come after. Exactly. And mind you, anybody would have been thrown off because people were already screaming racial slurs at them while they were trying to do the penalty shots. And everybody knows in Europe, the commentators have already had history and history of being racist and making racial remarks that obviously gaslight and create add fuel to the fire when yep. people already yep. frustrated. Yep. Yep. It's- and for me, it was just like there was no need for him to apologize. There was no need for any of them to apologize. If no, there was anything, all. social media platforms such as Instagram and stuff who allow for this type of abuse to I occur know, and I happen know. and don't monitor this kind of stuff should be the ones providing public apologies. For allowing because that at to the end of the day, on, that's true. And all the other white people who decided to be racist, like you can tell that racism is so heavily embedded that they don't realize that they that even exactly because you know what? What's funny? It wasn't even just I don't I'm not supporting Italians or anything, but they were ganging up and beating up Italians before the game even started. So it has nothing even to do with race because. What Italians are considered white people. It's under the title people. of national pride. Exactly. It's nationalism for exactly. them. That's what they try and go under. But you're Europe. targeting people. Like, for what reason? Like, why are you... It's, it's like... Uh, anyway, it's... it's what, what's also funny for me is... Because, like, just to touch on this a little bit. I don't know if you saw Prince William making his... Um, own tweet whatever about how this man needs to stop he's already been supporting the white house what's the thing that they call it what's Um, what does he call it the state that whole thing where he's like oh they control or whatever it is like whenever harry is talking about it like Mate, the, institu- you already the institution and stuff like that wife. yeah the yes. institution yeah. you've already supported kate middleton abusing the hell oh, out of yeah out of megan yep yep you've already supported that mm. you can't now try and act like you rally behind us black people because exactly. when you had a situation that was directly attached to you you did nothing and people called so, it, that's what i like please, people called him out on it like because at the end of the day like what you're saying that that that, that fake ally thing like i'm your ally when things go wrong but piss up where were you like like literally your okay. nephew as always when things are going right People will claim us. Yes, definitely. And that's the reason why I was explaining to some of my friends, I would rather you call me black than colored. Very much Because of the fact that, have you ever realized in tabloids and all these things, when things are going right, you're always, oh, colored people or, you know, people of color. Mm -hmm. It's always addressed as that when things are going right. As soon as things go back, that's bad. That's when you now want to separate black people brown people yep. but when it's all good we're all the same tie us all together exactly. to make everyone look exactly. good exactly. and that whole thing with the apologies with seven news and all of that they would have never apologized if people didn't catch them out on it exactly first exactly. of all because all they did an hour later was change the title yep and they were hoping nobody would notice they would have never apologized and i know like i know this is not attached but dipping into the whole thing with south africa and all mm-hmm. that and i was just thinking about it and you know, a lot of people with like apartheid and stuff are always like, oh, you guys need to stop. Like, we didn't do anything to you. Our ancestors oh, did. Like, gosh, black people need gosh. to apologize. Like, I mean, black people just need to like accept the apology and stuff. For me personally, my problem is that white people don't understand that 
unless you out of your own initiative go out to apologize because you know it's wrong yes you're not apologizing because you know it's wrong like you know how sometimes when you get offended like when they say something that's racist and then you call them out on it they're like well i didn't i I didn't didn't mean it in that way like (laughs) uh, and i'm like okay it doesn't matter if it was unintentional Mm, mm. don't now tell me how to feel i've told you how it's made me feel just apologize because i've told you it's wrong acknowledge it acknowledge that it acknowledge it but then they always want to go with the oh um they want to apologize i don't apologize for what i said i apologize that it hurt you or they want to convince you why you shouldn't be offended. Exactly, exactly. Like minimizing like, no, no, the no, no, feeling. No, 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 no. Just apologize and we move on. There's no need for you to now try and convince me why I shouldn't be offended and why I should take it as a different exactly. angle. And that's what why like the media and all of that need to start understanding. When you guys say things about black people or anything in that regard. Don't apologize because somebody has called you out on it or told you that it's yeah, wrong. Yeah. Apologize because you know you messed up. Exactly. And exactly. that's the reason why a lot of us don't take apologies anymore because now it's like, by the time you apologize to me, I know that you're apologizing just for the sake that's true. of saying that the you apologize. The damage has already been done. Yeah, the damage has already been done Like for the most part. The whole thing with Kevin Rudd with saying sorry, why did it take, why it was so long? Like we don't, like you guys didn't know that yep. he was wrong yep. for you to apologize. And then you don't understand why the indigenous don't take it seriously. Exactly. Because you guys haven't come with corrective action either. You can apologize for hurting me because you slapped me, but you can hurt me by kicking me tomorrow. Exactly. You've still hurt exactly. me. Exactly. In just a different form. So and at the end it, of the day, people just like they just need to learn how to just apologize or just watch what you're saying. Exactly, like literally, just don't say it. Why does it? Why does it? Need just to don't be say said? it. Like, why does there's it so many of us said? who think so many things in the everyday. Trust me, there's some things that I just don't say it. I just don't say it because. There's nothing that's going to come out of it exactly, that's positive. Exactly, and for me, like what I find interesting, what you're talking about, how. Um, I guess when things go wrong, like when things are right, we're all kumbaya, kumbaya, we're loved and whatever. And then when they go wrong, whatever. But because it touches on, someone mentioned about the idea, equity, like black excellence, like how we are only ever exalted when we are at our excellent stage, of which really what is excellence? It's, it depends on what you want. Excellence field you're in, what is what they doing. consider excellent. But then you can't be too excellent. Exactly. Because you have to then, be just... for example, somewhere in bio. You, you can't be too excellent exactly, exactly. because now they've got to dim you down a little bit and tell you, yeah, you can be excellent, phenomenal, but don't, don't do too go much. too much. Exactly. And for me, that that's trippy. Like, I don't know your thoughts on it, Kuti. Like, these boys, right, they are the cream of the crop. Like, to make it into the Premier League, to make it to your national creme football team, creme, you would have to be the best of the best. Like, Saka, to have gotten where he is, he's gone through so many academies. The hours he's put in to go to, like, academy classes or whatever academy he was working with in England. That is incredible. You should be commending it's money, that, you know? Ex- and and but, it's money, too. you got to commend his family, everything. Exactly, like, exactly. No, he's it, 19. Can we just date the fact that his boy is 19? Exactly. He's not 23, and he's now, 19. Like, they'll forever be plagued by this thing. It'll be made to be this big. Already, I can imagine, you know when you mess up, right? You already feel bad. Now the whole nation is blaming you. And... And you Not know, only you, but like, it's the thing is like, you know that you've messed up. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, crap, like, I messed up. Yeah. You already feel like crap about it. And then everybody decides to bomb the building on top of you and have everything <laughs> collapse on top of you. And they're like, yeah, let's see if he gets out of that exactly. one. Let's, let's see if she crawls out of all that rubble. Like, Literally, it will be affecting them forever. So for me, it just frustrates me to like, as black people, we are only ever regarded in our most excellent. If we mess up, that's why for me, 
not to touch so much on the Black Lives Matter thing, but when George Floyd died, right, what made me sad was that people were like, oh, even black people, they're like, oh, but you know, he was a criminal anyway. He was whatever. I'm like, it doesn't matter. What he was a person. Regardless, when he died, he was a person who died in the most... But if you're a criminal and you served your time, you've served your time. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. I have answered for my crime. I have done my re- like, you know, rehabilitation <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> rehabilitation all of that business like i've done it i'm back to being a citizen i'm a whole father like i'm doing what i'm, what I'm doing, doing exactly as a normal person exactly it's not like that happened even if when it happens like when you hear about like recently that another indigenous person just died mm, who was incarcerated oh, even if i'm in prison i still have human rights exactly. i'm still a human exactly. i'm still a person exactly just because i am locked up does not give you the ability and the right to do whatever you please with me. That's, that's not true. how it works. That's true. But that's how they look at us as black people. We're just dispensable and yeah. We're but yeah, like as good as entertainers or sports ex- stars or whatever. Yeah, sorry. No, you, you go. They love it when we're leading things and when we're creating opportunities for them to steal things mm-hmm. from us and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And when they can use us and use us and use us and use us, and then when it seems like we're starting to burn out, because we're like, yeah, okay, we'll get rid of you. Exactly. exactly. And that's basically what happens with athletes. That's what happens with musicians. Once they start feeling like, okay, you've done your part for the culture or whatever it is, it's like, all right, we can get rid of you. But like, who, why is it that we allow white people to be your one? to make decisions exactly. of when somebody stays and when somebody exactly. goes. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I don't get. I've I've never understood it because I look at the way that black creatives and sports people and entertainers this is so talented this is like, like when you look at entertainment i wouldn't be enjoying most music if it wasn't for the fact that black people are involved in the creation of that music regardless of whatever like yes i do still love my white artist out there whatever but the creativity of black people is just incredible and yet whenever like i remember i was listening to a podcast i was talking about like wap like you know the song and they were talking about how when that song came out, people already were wanting to frame it as, oh, that's ghetto, oh, that's sinful, oh, that's whatever. Because black people did it. I am sure if a white person, I can't think right now of an actual comparison, but there's many. Um, Excuse me. You've had the Britney Spears who've done songs Excellent. like yes. Dirty. Yes. You, yeah. You've had all of that. You've had so many people who've done similar things and yet, just in different arenas. Exactly. Nobody was. The only time people were saying anything bad about Miley Cyrus was because of her look. Exactly. But nobody was saying anything about her. It's, like, it's called sexual liberation her for her. It's called her exploring. It's sexual sex. liberation. But for black, Megan, me, me, Megan the Stallion and for Cardi B, whatever, it's, oh, that's ghetto, that's sinful, that's... <sighs> Literally, that's my lecturer black. was like, okay, so, you know, like she was lo- showing a photo of a white girl in a bikini laying on the beach with a black mm. girl in a bikini warrior. And she's like, the thing is, as sad as it may be, she's like, in the fashion industry or in industry in general, we tend to utilize different colors and different body types to convey different messages. She's like, for example, looking at this white girl here, she's looking as sexy. You know, you want to be like her and everything. And it's look, you're looking at her as if she's empowered. Mm-hmm. But when we use a more curvaceous black woman body, it's more like to sexualize her. And to utilize her features to accentuate certain garments mm. and certain things. Mm. And I was just like, we're not <laughs> even, as black people, we're not the ones who perpetuate these ideas. Exactly. Exactly. It is other We're people. not the ones, when we do certain things, it's ghetto, it's ratchet, it's, 
you know, you're now trying to be on this stripper business. What's her name? What's the runner? Anybody else? Shakari Richardson, right? The oh hair, the nails, everything. People want to look down on steroids. that. Steroids. You know, How do you exa- connect acrylics and a wig <sighs> to steroids? I really want to. It really just saddens me. It just saddens me because I'm like, this girl is just doing And once it again, all- it was an Australian woman speaking about things that she has no business speaking dude, about. Dude, talk about all the emo girls, white girls that you see out there, green hair, dark, Billie Eilish for Christ's sake. What about her look? What about her look? And funny enough, Billie Eilish actually got, is actually a good example in the sense that she knew Kuti, the moment she reveals her body out there, like everyone was going to sexualize exactly. her. That's that, why she dresses the way she does. And I'm like, Black people, we can never win because these bodies, we didn't choose them. We were created with them. We have the curves. We have Bang. the whatever. But then all of a sudden, you can't wear tight things because if you go to a professional environment, you're going to trigger like, what? <laughs> anyway, but like even anyway. speaking on the whole black excellence thing, just like the thing shut up. I feel like what frustrates me, somebody was like, why is it as black people when we take interest in anything, we always have to like, or like acknowledge mm. uh, the part we play in something. We always have to chuck black in front of it. We can never just say, mm. "Oh, you know, out here living in luxury, it has to be black, black luxury, yes, or black girl true. luxury, or black girl magic." It. We always have to chuck these extra things like black excellence in front of it. It can't just be like, excellent. "Okay, excellent." <laughs> full stop. We have to because we're never just allowed. We, it's like we always have to make a separate little platform yep. and yep. a separate segment ourselves for every single thing yep. because we're not allowed to be a part of the main piece. That's true. You know, we, we can't, can't be, be a part of just the main piece of pie. We That's have to true. kind of slice out That's true. and then say this is what we're sharing and what we're That's true. Do. That's true. And regardless of even if you were to play the game well and – meet all their little criteria to be accepted, you will still be an outsider, like, regardless of what you do. And when it comes to this whole thing of us being a trend, people think that we're talking smack when we say that people use this as a trend and cultural appropriation mm, as a piece mm. of fun. I saw this TikTok and it vexed me and I was like, talking hopeful about it. And I was like, this is why we say what we say. You've got people making videos of them having braids and then being like, oh, taking my braids out or taking mm. my locks out before my interview tomorrow because it's unprofessional and i was like see we're not the ones who make the rules you guys have told us that it's unprofessional yeah and you have fun with our culture when it's convenient That's for you true. but as soon as you feel like you need to progress or you actually want to make something of yourself it's easy for you to pick up and discard it because it's not a part of who you are yeah it, it's like a gimmick and you take your fun exactly it's a whole gimmick you had your fun with it now you're like okay back to reality to the serious stuff Whereas for Audrey, yeah, her braids is what she's going to work exactly. with because that's her protective exactly. style. She exactly. can't just be like, okay, she braided her hair for the weekend and then on Monday, yeah, nah, I gotta I gotta just go back to the regular, regular other stuff because even her natural hair is not considered exactly. professional enough. Exactly. Like which so, is the saddest part because white people out here having long hair, whatever, unshampooed, blah blah, but Nobody says anything about that. Anyway. Nobody says anything about your hair being all greasy and still <laughs> But either way, nothing. we love our black players. I'm really glad that, in a way, or in a way, I'm glad that England didn't win because clearly they don't deserve the win. Because they don't deserve the win. 
Yeah, it'll just we love been... our star boys. We love our star boys. We'll be supporting. Y'all don't them. deserve such greatness, for real. <laughs> yeah. we'll we be should just start them. making our own African countries once again and see how you guys do. Dude, with like that redraw theme. those borders. Rate. Redraw those borders. But anyway, <laughs> we can pretty much like segue into our next um, topic by bringing back this beautiful lady. <laughs> but I, was just, I was saying before, remember, um, like when it was in Black Panther, I still remember. I was kind of sure. I was like. It kind of took me out for a moment because I was like, wait. I remember is... your face. You were like, guys, is this? I was like. <laughs> because it's just like, it was such a weird nah, thing. Like Black Panther era. was a weird movie because it was just so unbelievable that it was happening. Like incorporating all that. No matter what you say about it over time, it's like, it really kind of. This era was the best. I was like literally saying to her like when I brought it up and I was like, remember 2016 summer? Like that from that April onwards, like yeah. when we had Zim Pride, all of that, the house, that's what was, yeah. that was like the time for house parties. That's true. And this was, these were the tunes. <laughs> if you did not know Hololo, if you did not shut, no, shut up and groove, like if you did not know this music, it was like, what are you doing? Exactly. You're sort of that's taken out of the moment. Good. Oh God. Life was, that was the last time life was good because after that, it was just downhill rapidly. COVID just, just went, I'm coming. Avalanche. <laughs> It was just 20... I don't know anyone who really enjoyed 2018. And 2019 only got worse. 2020... Oh, Lord. That was the end of it. Forget it. It's, it's, Forget it's, it's, it. An, it's like you're writing it off. Like, you know, I'm sure at work you write off products if they're damaged or whatever. That's essentially what happened with uh, with 2020. We don't know that yet. I, and for me, it's even hard. I don't know for you. Like, it's hard for me to be like, what happened in 2020? What actually, but even then, this year, I'm like... We're in July already. Like, what has happened exactly, every single month exactly, so far? Exactly, exactly. Like, because I, it feels like most of my life I've either been indoors or just or like yeah, just working in school. There hasn't actually been living. It's just doing the things that you have to do. My one, like, I really hope it. Yeah, I I hope it gets. But wait, one thing that has happened in twenty twenty one is this girl, babes, babes, where do babes what do? She's 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 married now. But she's not just married. Just, just, yeah. just, just, just. She's got a baby, babe. Yes. She's not she's just married. Whole, she's not just married. They're a whole sponge, baby. Because what's funny is, actually, we touched on South Africa, or probably we'll touch on it a, li- a little bit at the end. But I remember seeing on Showmax the ad for their new show. I think it's called Utando Lodum or something. It's, it's meant to be coming yeah. up, like, soon. And I'm just like, wait, she's still with... Then I had to retrace back to that video. So I don't know if you want to get into because she hasn't. The no, she of, hasn't of been that. on socials. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So after all that happened, right? So okay, what happened was the fact that so they've been together. So Babes and Mapisa, yeah, man, um, aka also her manager or her producer. Yep, I think everything. Yep, boyfriend and manager let's not or even, husband. Let's not manager. even talk about the power dynamics there already. Um, plus he is twelve years older than her. Yep. In addition to mm-hmm. that, so mm-hmm. um, they've been together for eight, going into nine years now. I think oh. it was. I think they got together when she was like eighteen. Oh, okay. And she's twenty six now. Um, so basically, like the whole situation with them is like nobody had really like ever know. Like it was shortly after everybody actually started knowing they were dating. Mm. I don't think a lot of people knew for a very long time that they were dating or like believed that it was a thing. It was kind yeah. of like okay that her manager, producer type thing, yeah. like they're always around each other every song, like nobody read into it. And 
I think it was like maybe three years ago. Yeah, 2019. She's yeah. They've, they've been low-key. They've been proper low-key like two, three years ago. Yeah. Basically, Babes decides to go on Instagram live. Apparently, this has been going on for a while. But for some reason, they talk about, or he always says it was a one-time thing. Oh, because no. there's multiple videos. No. There's videos where they've been in the car and she like slaps him or punches him and then he gets angry. And then things just black out and you can tell that they're obviously fighting and it's physical. Ooh. And then there was that one Instagram live yep. where it was like she went on Instagram live. He didn't know. And he's he basically beating her up in their bedroom. Yep. And there's a point where she's begging for help and asking, you know, and after that, she's asking her fans to like help and like report this whole situation. It was blown up. It was not even just a national story. Anybody who knew or followed South African music, because yeah. obviously, like, Bomb at the time was, like, the vibe. She, yeah, so that happened. And then they kind of just went low-key. Like, I don't think anybody really heard from Babe. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was saying I was that. surprised because then I went on Showmax one day to just watch one of my favorite shows and I see this ad. And I'm like, oh, what's going like, on? Like, all of a sudden. You know? Yeah, they were getting married. But, yeah, so they are getting married. And I guess the sad part is... When I always think about these situations is I don't think the behavior ever really changes of an abuser. Like, you know, if he's abused you one time, he's probably going to abuse you many other times. And like what you're saying, they would, and also you, as you were saying, they already had had incidents of that happening. And he's also older than her. So many things working against her. Like when you look at him, you would think that's her father. Like it's, it's not like he's, he's nearly 40. Yes. And the thing is, like, she's one of those girls who already looks a lot younger than yeah, being oh, 26. Yes. You she get d- what I mean? She looks really young. So, for me, it's, like, it's just this thing when you look at her. Like, he literally looked like he was, like, reprimanding her. Like, he was just – and it was weird because, like, I don't know if you watched the show, but, like, I watched the show. It's only three episodes. Oh, no, I hadn't watched yet. Okay, interesting. I'll probably check it out after and, this. And – um. Her dad is just explaining, like, even her mom's like, we got married young, but to this day, like, her dad doesn't raise his voice at me. And her dad is like, I genuinely have never actually beat babe. Like, even when I'm angry or whatever, her mom takes care and deals with it, but I haven't raised my hand. Mm -hmm. So in that regard to me, I was like, how is it that your own father, like, as girls, usually we base our interactions and our relations with men based off the main male figure in our life. Yes. If... My father has never raised a hand to hit me. There is no way psychologically I'm going to accept you doing it. Exactly. Same way exactly. if my father never, I never grew up with him yelling at me or swearing at me. Naturally, when you do it, it's foreign behavior. Exactly. Exactly. And it, I would think most people wouldn't accept it. That's true. That's because but in the reverse, it if it like, was like she was getting beat up with her dad, she's not necessarily going to accept it. But she probably would. But it's nothing. Something new. in her like, psychology, be yeah, like, would be like in her psyche. Would be like, oh, okay, okay. Because even when you look at it, in most African families, fathers don't usually hit their daughters. Mm. It's the mom who does most of the reprimanding. That's true. Children. That's true. But it's never the dad. And I feel like naturally, because our parents know that when you get your child accustomed to that, it's like, you know how when you get hit and then your parent or your mom's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm doing this because I love you. Yep naturally in your head if your father was to be doing that you're like okay this is a form of love and it's going to damage your future like your 
you view relationship. on yep that's true if a man hits you you'd be like oh he's out of love yeah. if oh, they okay, come back and say out of love yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like oh you know i loved you and you're just rec- like your recollection is going back to when your dad was like oh i hate you because yeah. i love you but the weird thing about their relationship for me is when they talk about their recovery or falling back in love after they call them unfortunate incidences or mistakes that's what they have titled them oh, is you're... that they wear it as a badge of honor on a relationship. Like, oh, this happened with us, but we recovered, which means that we really love each other a lot and we're mad in love. And that's what she stays saying, that I'm mad in love with, oh, I'm crazy over this guy, la-di-da-da-da, so forth. And Mm. like, you know, but for me, it was just like, everybody has seen it. you got everybody to rally behind Mm. you. Mm. We have all seen it. We can't, those who are your fans, I can't respect you the same. Exactly. I can't look at you the same. Dude, there were DJs in South Africa that were going against my pincher. Like, they were like, what the heck? What are you doing to her? You know, like, literally not wanting to play his music or whatever else they were doing because they were in support of her. And then this happens. Like, our confidence. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah, apparently they got back together. They stayed. And they pre- they got a baby now. Still be- she was still living in the house with him after that happened. I was like, as if you didn't go back to your parents' house. Like, and the weird thing is just the fact that her dad's a pastor. Like, he's a whole bishop. Oh, really? Um, her parents are pastors. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's where the controversy comes in is, like, the fact that she does the music that she does and stuff like that. But. Oh, I mean, for pastors. pastors' children. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to all the pastors' yeah, kids out there. Says, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but, like, there is. <laughs> Okay, we'll call it a stigma and a reputation when it comes to PKs. Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. But yeah, like she's got like older siblings and like other siblings. And she says that she used to be a promo girl and did what she did to support her parents financially. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, And her dad has always supported her career and stuff. But like even then, like before he asked for a hand in marriage, I hope, like, this is not really a spoiler alert, but I just find it funny that this is the way that he went about it. He had not, till this day, or until they filmed this, whenever this was, mm-hmm. he hadn't apologized to her parents. Oh, really? For all the so, damage? <sighs> for all the damage. So he took it upon himself with his uncles to get his uncle and stuff to write a letter and give it to her parents apologizing. And her oh. parents obviously rejected it. And they were like, you still haven't shown your face or having made reconciliation with our family and yours. Like, you can't write a letter and accept. And he'd already proposed to her. And he hadn't gone to her dad to ask for oh, it. just proposed. God. So at this rate, I'm just like, you're just adding problems onto That's problems true. as if you don't know how Africans work. You might not be the most traditional people who understand tradition down to its basis and its root, but, like, you but do this guy, everybody knows. And Otto before this guy, I feel like he would have no, had. At he least was like, one I've wife. never. He's like, I don't know what to do because I've never been married before. He's like, okay. we've never been married before. Okay, well, that's the case. But, but I was yeah, gonna say, how can you not know? She's so young, so I'm just looking at their photos. She's so young. She's and he's young. Like a dad. Like when you see her next him, he looks like if you put her dad and him next to each other, they could be sitting. That like is, they could. Honestly, be a friend. Yep, I'm just seeing them but, right now. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like they literally could but be. The whole thing is just like with me, with him, and her. He's beat you. He's humiliated you publicly. 
And then on top of that, everybody knows that he cheats on you. Yes. She knows it. She's accepted. Yeah, what, like were you, had... what were you saying? Yeah, what were you saying about how she was accepting his? So basically, houses? she's talking with. She had a conversation with her friend, and she's like, "I'm ready to be a wife now. Like, you know, been a girlfriend for about nine years." Da 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 da. And she's like, "I need his side cheeks to know that we're no longer on the same level, and that I'm on a different level, and they know who I am, even irregardless of them being there." And in my head, I was like confused because I'm like, "So you." are okay with acknowledging and going into marriage with your partner keeping his first of all he shouldn't even have side pieces to begin with you're in a relationship (laughs) there it's not just and they love using the excuse that they're in the entertainment industry and and it's like normal like and he says the statement that they use is you can sometimes get your relationships and your acquaintances mixed up in this industry oh my god and I was like, how do you get you hooking up with somebody else mixed with you having a business dinner dinner like i'm not understanding but um yeah so she says that and i was just perplexed. like i was like then they went for like premarital like counseling counseling and she brings it up and he's like yeah but like you know you, there's no actual evidence she's like i've seen things on your phone that i'm not happy with sometimes and he kept cutting her off and I was just like, this one's, and he brings up, he's like, oh, you can't be doing anything to do with single. And he's just trying to control her from going out with her and friends. Do, yeah. And he yeah. was like, so the compromise would be you do a gig and you come straight home. And I'm like, you don't even want to address the fact about you sleeping with other people on the side. That's but just, you're already uh... ready to stipulate the new, the, you know, the new ground rules yes, for, for her. Yeah. Because what's funny is it kind of reminds me, you, know, you watched that show Jaiva, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know the character where she was like a, 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 I guess a side chick, and she had a blesser or whatever, and how he was controlling her. The girl like, who was like seventeen. Or yeah, something. like that yeah. behavior is just like it blows but my that's mind. The like thing. in South Africa, like the whole sugar daddy thing and having a blesser is so glorified. Oh yeah, and it's such a normalized thing that people, I feel like, don't tend to deep how much damage that can really do. Especially, like, if you make it so normal. Like, her best friend. The whole idea of her best friend being like, oh, he's married, like, he's yeah. perfect, da, 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 da. And her whole life revolves around being his yeah, side chicken. She's exactly. completely happy with it because she has everything that she's ever wanted. But so that for me, it's just, stuff. like, there's just, just, just a natural thing in South Africa. Same thing with the friend of theirs who got knocked up by a teacher. Yeah. I was like, the themes in that show were so relevant because these are things that happen quite frequently mm-hmm. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. You've got the teacher who grooms and lures in the younger yeah, girl yeah. who tells her that he, like, loves her for the sake of using her. Then things go sideways. And then somebody gets nobody, pregnant. Yeah. Somebody finds out. Yeah. You've yeah. got the sugar daddies and the blessers. And that's why... Where- I don't like the power dynamic when it's not... I feel like if he wasn't her producer and manager, manager... yeah, And the way that they got together wasn't based on a project that he had set up i would be like okay it might be a bit more genuine like mm. you guys have just you know he's not married you were young you kind of genuinely just had interest that's in true that's but right true. now it's like now he's your husband i don't see this going well yeah because he's, he's he a father of the your controlling child. interest of a lot of things her own everything in your music, life he was like money, talking about everything. okay now it's time we spend your money and she was like, no, I spend yours. And I was like, but now when he's your husband, you can't say no That's to him. That's true. That's true. That's true. 
when he was just your boyfriend, you were able to say no because you guys don't have that common interest. Like you guys don't have that legal binding. You don't have that oneness yeah. where you've now got a say in what goes on with your finances That's as much true. as you want to or you don't unless you guys got a prenup. But at the end of the day, he's in control of your career. He if you piss him off at home, he has the ability to ruin an opportunity for you or to get you blackballed in certain areas. You know, and he can definitely because he's got that power. Like that's the same. He's oh. got that power in every single aspect of your life, from your career to your home to what you do with your children, all of it. Yep, yep. And I think that's why I was so interested because I'm definitely. I actually wish I had watched the show, but I obviously didn't get around to it. But I'm definitely interested like just to not see. That not that not that it's more interesting. I'm just. I it just interests me to see people try to film an aspect of reality that we know is fake. Like you know, they're trying to portray it as this thing, like. Oh wow! You know, look at us. We've reconciled. And like when you look at her, when he's talking, she's kind of just very like he's like always looking at her to see if like there's any expression coming from her. But she's kind of just like existing. Oh, she's just there. Like even when he proposed, it was on a radio show. Like he came and bombarded like one of her interviews. Oh no! Post COVID, and he was on a radio show. And he kept saying, we, we, we wanted to share it with the world. Da, 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 da. But I could tell, like, in her head, she just wished it was a lot more thoughtful and it was just a lot more, like, intimate. Yeah. Than it so being, like, public. a yeah. public, you know, a whole public scene. She's, and she's situation. so talented, you know. She doesn't even really need that guy because she's got the talent. But obviously, like what you said, the control factor started early on. It's frustrating. It started early on. Because the more and more you're seeing it, whether it be... Because the thing is, like, now you see the same theme with artists. People start taking those things and running with them in their real life. Mm. And it's frustrating mm. because it's like you've got girls who adore people like her. You know, people who've looked up to her or, like, have come from the same yeah, ends and the yeah, same upbringing. Yeah. And if a guy was to treat them the same, they're looking at us like, okay... The opportunity he's providing me is greater than the pain that I'm experiencing. Yeah. So I'm willing to withstand it. it. And as much as people don't like being like, oh, you shouldn't put, you know, celebrities on a pedestal and make them feel like they have to speak or hold values on behalf of the whole world. That's kind of the position you put yourself in whether or not you want to. That's true. I'm not like, I'm one, I'm not a person who's looking at your relationship and like, oh my God, I want to be like babes. Emma Peter, like mm-hmm. I want to be no but there is somebody who is doing that that's true there is somebody who's looking at every aspect of your life and adoring it and wishing they could have what you have literally because that's one thing I remember someone brought up when the whole Cardi B thing happened well not happening oh things with Cardi are always oh. happening but just the whole just the whole mess of whatever happened with them on again, off again, whatever. And then now they're having babies. And now look at her, she's on magazines, glorifying all these kids. But we know what your man does. We know he's just a questionable. She's pre- when I found out she was pregnant again, I was like, you're not serious. <laughs> I, I genuinely was like, you literally went from getting cheated on back to back. You were, you filed a divorce. Can we deep the fact she filed a divorce? It was pretty much on the way of going through. Then she had a birthday party. He bought her a car or whatever it is, and all of a sudden, it was forgiveness. Done. Pretty much. It was done and dusted. It was forgotten. And as much as people are like, oh, you can't judge other people's relationships and you might not know the inner workings, what we do know is you got cheated exactly. on. Exactly. 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 I could care less. Obviously, couples argue. I could care less if you guys argue at home and you make up and he's the most loving and affectionate father. La-di-da-da-da. 
there's a thing called co-parenting for yeah, a reason. It's true. Respect yourself because the more that culture is looking at you going through, like don't act like, do not think that children do not see things and yeah. children do not sense yeah. vibes and yeah. energies. Yeah. The more that your daughter is looking at this and seeing this, yes, she, the way she looks at her dad might not change because the way her dad is with her, He's but different. the way she yes. looks at you changes. I've had so many instances with people whose parents enjoyed and enjoyed crappy situations such as cheating all of these things and yeah, they could tell their mom was yeah, unhappy yeah. and then later on in their life they eventually ended up actually leaving and they do not hold resentment for their dad they hold resentment for their yeah. mom yeah very true it's always the same. you're like you and know the dad did wrong but it always backfires on the mom you're right i've had so many people like i knew my dad was cheating i know my dad was wrong for that and that is that but I resent my mom for not leaving the situation, whether it was because she thought she was doing it for us. It never made us feel any good being at home, seeing her cry, yeah. waiting for my dad to yeah. come home. Yeah. It never made us feel any good watching her, like, you know, in anxiety or never happy or yeah. anything. Because most, yeah. like, your mom, you have a very emotional connection to your mom. Yes. Naturally, yes. from when you're in the womb all the way. That's so true. So you Feel things irregardless of them showing or not. Like sometimes your parents can be fine, but you can just tell something's off and yeah. you ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where like I know so many people have ended up just being like, I honestly just like resent my mom. Like I I look at her as she was weak. And it's your mom who thought she was being strong. So for you for guys, exactly. exactly. So you guys could have a family. Exactly. But a lot of people would have just preferred their parents separate co-parent yep. and live their separate lives. Because it breeds and they think so their much. lives have been better. That's true because it breeds so much problems for the child because like what we're saying, and that's where people start talking about the whole daddy issues stuff because the, the, the child is born in an environment where it's just so volatile all the time and you can't like... And you grow up without a legitimate... You've never seen a legitimate example of what a healthy relationship, relationship is. Look that's like. true. And then that's when things continue it becomes a pattern in your yeah, family like have you ever seen true. those families or ever heard like family of friends course. or family members yeah, of course oh every single one like of the males in the family cheats or always ends up having hella baby mamas yeah. yeah and it's like no it's not a character of the person it's learned behavior that's true. and that's what they think is normal is correct yep and if you saw your dad stepping out on your mom all the time you're thinking, okay, that's how I'm meant to act. Exactly. And also in South Africa, going back to even the babe situation, it's so normal. It's one of the shows that I watched was, it's, one of, it's called Utando Istembo or something like that. It's like a polygamy mm. show, right? And yes, they have polygamy practices in South Africa. But it's so normalized that women are supposed to just accept if a husband says, I'm going to have a second wife, it's normal. Not only a second wife, that's maybe a different situation. But the idea of cheating, it's fine to cheat. Like what you're saying, how they were normalizing it by saying, uh, oh, you know, in the industry, you, you don't know the lines cross and they're all hazy. And I'm like, how do you cross the lines? It's clear when you're being physical. I can understand if somebody's flirting with you and you're not flirting back and you can't tell mm. and your partner's like, okay, this chick is trying to get with you. But if you guys are intimate or, you know, you have that relation that's definitely not just a friendship or an acquaintance yep. space, yep. I don't know what you no, that's true. I, I, it's just a very yeah. I don't know if you have any more thoughts on it before we wrap up or anything. But I just, it was just very sad for me. For I don't know, babes. I don't have any investment in her. She's not my sister. She's not anything. But women in those types of situations just makes me sad. It's, like it's you've been beat up sad. on a public platform, and then you go and take back the person as if everything is just like normal. Like mm, I don't know. 
it's just the excuses. I think it also continues to be a thing where like men or younger boys or you know and stuff like that start looking at women and being like, oh, girls are just so easy or gullible. Because it ends up being a situation where you're basically telling people it's okay to overlook somebody's actions. And as you're trying to reverse the narrative of actions speak louder than words. Yeah. That's basically what you're trying to say. Yeah. Because he told you that he loved you and he told you that he didn't mean it and stuff like that. Yep. But how is it somebody is able to go beating you for an hour? Exactly. Maybe a slap across. It does. It doesn't make it into, not that I'm, you know, condemning or like condoning this behavior. Yep, yep, yep. But somebody slapping you once in anger is not okay either. But you physically being slapped around a room and thrown and pushed for about an hour is not is, the same thing. That's very true. I because don't understand definitely how you can't you condone that. Like, because you can't condone the slap. But if it happens in a moment of anger and in your relationship, you know, that's just a one-off. Yeah, whatever. You can work that out. I don't know. That That's but, a situation you still have to have a conversation about exactly, and voice whatever exactly, it is. Exactly. And there's still going to have to be repercussions. But there is no way in hell that he's working out somebody beating you. That's, exactly, that's abuse. That's not... Like, even That's my mom got on top of a for an hour. Like, you know, most of the time, just slap, 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 kabandi. And then you honor with your life. You're not going to be beat up. It's Honestly. Terrible. Like, oh, and especially with this whole COVID and everything, my frustrations. Like, there was, um, I remember. There's so many women getting yeah, abused. Yeah. So, right the statistics now. for abuse are going up. Not even just in South Africa. We're not targeting South Africa for any South Africans. That might be Australia listening. itself. But exactly. Is Australia crazy. is just. The statistics are going up and it's just so frustrating. Like, like, why do we have to be the punching bag for somebody? Like, oh. But if anyway. you've realized a lot of the situations where people decide, you, okay, going back to Africa, what I've realized, the problem with why women stay stems from way, way back oh, of course. into <laughs> the past. And it has to do with in Shona, with us, it's Kushingiri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a woman, you you have to be strong. And also, anything that happens to you is your fault. Yes. I've heard so many stories from people close and far and everything where it's your husband's beat you, you go to your tetes, because obviously that's what you have to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. You go to your tetes and you're like, I've been hit, whatever it is. Like, I want to come home. And the problem is, what did you do exactly. to anger him? Or what did you do to get him to the point of hitting you? And then you're like, okay, it was just this, or I cooked a bit later or whatever it is. It's like, fix it. You have to go back exactly. home and fix it. And oh. you basically continue to have to alter yourself and mold yourself into what this person wants you to be out of fear. That's and true. every single time. And it, it's so look down upon for you to leave a relationship mm. that doesn't serve you yeah. in our culture it, like if somebody is abusing you it's a matter of you need to work it out and yeah. work it out with yeah. you and you literally have to be like working on eggshells to sustain yourself in a relationship that you call a marriage that you think should be fulfilling in other ways but it's not because if you do anything wrong, even like one thing, like what you're saying, sure, instead of five. You're you're simply a handbag. Like you're honestly just a you're an accessory in your relationship. Mm. They're the main character in African culture. Yep. Your husband is the main character. Yep. You can't even be a sidekick, but a sidekick at least I need to do some storyline. You know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> usually you you know like 
I remember we actually had a conversation with my mom and your mom and stuff like that. And we're just bringing up things that, like, my mom has said in the past and just, like, like, for example, doing things because your husband wants to, but he's not understanding, like, waking up. Imagine, like, for example, as an example of, I know that this was out of love, Mm. but, like, my mom would be like, oh, you know, waking up at 2 a.m. Like, your dad would come home from, like, business trips, whatever, at 2 a.m. and didn't, like, that or food that already yes. been pre-cooked yeah. so I would wake up at two and start cooking fresh sada and stew when I started hearing the car coming so by the time he's finished showering it's done his food. and I'm like guys <laughs> that's so as a woman both of you were working I was like mom you were working at that time you've mm. got two children yeah. you were working yes yeah. there's the CCs with Lassa and stuff and that's another thing a lot of Zim men don't like eating what I'm actually still about exactly the they want their wife to cook a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Zim men do not like the house you know the house help to be out here cooking their food mm. no 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 my wife does the thing and for me it's just things like that where it's like that's not living no, definitely because not. there is no joy in you saying you're married you're saying you're you're married for the sake of saying you're married exactly you, nothing your single life was a hundred thousand times better than, than the married life you were married. Exactly. and the married life should be just an enhancement of your single life because now you're getting to do things with somebody right instead of like saying like hope oh you know you live in sydney i live in melbourne you're just now saying oh my husband is with me in melbourne we're doing things together right like that's the idea of like the married so it should be like that bliss of like okay we've you're got making things. decisions together not him telling Dictating you what everything. Do. and exactly. what he says is what's going ah uh, yeah no let's not yeah. have there's no conversation <laughs> to be had because that's when you get beat yeah you want to say something yeah eh. exactly what, what is your exactly. problem why exactly. why why do you feel the need to have an opinion <laughs> i didn't ask for your opinion i told you what's happening and then you end up like a babes beating up but still taking it back and you're the idiot what are you gonna tell you know what are you gonna what i always think is what are you gonna tell your daughter what are you gonna tell her guys these people in public platform at least you need the garroa if i get hit in my house, it's quiet. <laughs> There's no one who knows. Now your daughter, when she gets older, mm-hmm. you know, Cardi, all of this, she goes on the internet. Yep. She knows who child yep. you are. She's now seeing YouTube videos of recordings exactly. of when you were getting beat up or seeing ta- like tabloids of when your dad was, her dad was cheating mm-hmm. on you. And all these things. And it's like, nobody thinks about their children. Yep. Definitely not. Not in those situations. Because all they gotta do is search up their last name. All she's gotta, all coaches gotta do is search up Offset. All she's gotta do is Cardi B. She's already finding out about you being a stripper and everything in your past life. Exactly. But now she's exactly. And Bebs, that video, that video, every like I watch it is so traumatizing. Literally. And you feel everything, mm-hmm. and you're just like. And it's never going to go away. She's never that. Because people have gotten it somewhere and you just need to find her and find the right, but like, you know, that the right person that That child is never going to look at their dad the same way, every yeah. day, whether it be a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. You're never going to look at your par- one parent or the other or both of them the, the same. same. Yeah, because you'd be like, my mom was beat the, she was, he beat the hell out of her. And then also, he and beat she the stayed. hell out of her. Like, <sighs> it's so exhausting. Anyway, I um, wish I could go on and on with this because, yeah, it's always one of those topics that just breaks my heart. Like, why women stay? And, yeah, it is what it is. But, but why are you staying as a, as a, the thing for me just to finish it is as a girlfriend. Mm, you weren't even a wife. That's true. You weren't even a wife. That's true. 
that's the thing. That's what gets me is you are still you yep. by yourself. That's true. It's like you being Audrey by yourself, getting beat and choosing to stay. Exactly. You weren't a wife. You were simply a girlfriend and you got whooped and you stayed as if you had any obligations. And I guess that's the where the threat of her career came in. I don't think it was a decision yeah. made out of love. It was another dynamic of the fact that this man has control over what happens with my That's future true. and my true. existence in this industry. That's true, actually, because otherwise, why would she have stayed? If why else would that? you have stayed That's in that true. situation? But it's kind of sad because it's like what you're saying about her dad. So he has no. Anyway, I I, I can't judge the family dynamic because I don't know, but it's just like protecting your daughter you know how some but you know the thing is once you get older your parents can say things but they can't once you're out of the house there's only so much your parents can do that's true like at that time her dad didn't even know that she was living with him he found out when that video happened but her dad had never approved or anything he didn't know that they were living together Mm. i was okay because obviously as a christian father get together and stuff like that isn't so that's what I'm saying yeah. is like sometimes once you move out of the if something wants to happen to you, your dad could be like, Oh, this he can still have a conversation with you and try and knock some sense, but once somebody moves out of the house, you can't control what they do that's or anything true. like that that's anymore. True. Or who they're seeing or try having major like opinions. You say what you say, they either take it or they don't take that's it. That's true, because they're now a fully that's functioning. Also adult. with growing up. Exactly. When somebody grows up, you being the age that you are, whatever it is. It's very different between you and Melissa. Yeah, that's true. It's very different between Melissa and Hopeful. If something wants to be said, you can take it or you cannot take it. You can't force the the, um, advice to stick in somebody's head. That's true. Because they'll pick and choose what it is that they want to take and accept and implement. Anyway, I wish her all the best with her baby, you know. Miss Babes out there, you don't know us. We don't know you, but <laughs> we're just so shocked. Mandla, what's, what's, his name is Mandla and his is, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, something. So I can't remember. I saw her name. I was just on her profile. What is it? I love that for you guys. Yeah. You know. Mr. and Mrs. Mapumulo. That's their name. That's their uh-huh. married name, eh? Mr. and Mrs. Mapumulo. <laughs> Let them enjoy. <laughs> but no, anyway, do you have any recommendations for people before we wrap up? Anything that you're watching the, or listening to or reading mm. or doing? <laughs> I haven't been doing a lot of reading mm. lately because obviously life. You know what I actually recommend? Mm. In times like this, going back and watching shows that you've watched before. Oh, of course. That is. And like favorite. rewatching. Like, for example, I'm rewatching Glee just to relive. Like that, I haven't watched that for years. Yeah. And yep. it's just funny the judgments and the opinions that I now have compared to when I watched it when I was like 12. Legally, it was alive. You man. know what when I it mean? came on, it was like, what? Um, what is this show? Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, like just even, it's crazy some of the things that they exposed us young yes. people to very yes. young. Like, yep. I actually did a lot of like teen pregnancy. I was like, I was 11 watching this show, really. <laughs> Looking and being like, yeah, this this is calm, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Because for me, the same thing with Gossip Girl. I was talking about that with another person because I've been, I never was like a big Gossip Girl fan, right? When he was no, out, Gossip Girls were bad. 
you were a big fan. I was more like a consumer because people would watch it and I would watch it and Hope would watch it and oh my God, Hope at her age was watching Gossip Girl. Now that I look at her, I like, watch Gossip Girl every the single themes, The themes, the themes, the themes. Oh my God, the themes, the themes. But it was a good show. I don't know so much about the new one because I've been told about it and I'm like, mm. The thing is like, I've heard mixed signals mm. about the new one. I need to watch it. But from the people with trusted opinions that usually have the same taste in things yep. that I do, have a very opposite opinion from people who've never been really invested in, in the other in it, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like what people need to stop doing when a relaunch or like a remake of a show comes back on, yeah, yeah. do not try and compare, compare yes. that show to the original plot and the original because the context has changed. That's true. That's true. And you get Gossip frustrated. Gossip Girl being created, what, 10 years ago, whatever it was, is very different. The things in that were outrageous at the time. That's true. That's true. The and only that, that there was, was like, no social media now. like now. Like now, social media back then was like a thing, but it wasn't like that thing. Exactly. But now it's like So now with thing. people being like, oh, this is about social media and you got to understand the new themes and the things they're trying to implement have to do with the context and society right now. Yep. So much. you can't take, even when you're like listening to an artist's music, I feel like a lot of the time people try and compare a past project to one that's been recently mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they were at two very different stages in their lives. They've got two different messages they're trying to portray in one album compared to the other. Yeah. I know you've like, messed with the vibe from the other one because it was about this but they're now in a different stage like you can't be like if rihanna was to drop an album this year yeah auntie was like five or so years ago yeah you can't compare that because the sound is already she's a whole different person she's a whole different person like She's no longer anti-Rihanna, like any of that. Don't, don't, mention, don't mention Rihanna making music because people are vexed, man. People are <laughs> vexed. They want her to make Guys, music. I've always said it to people. At the end of the day, when it comes to Rihanna, she's in a different phase in her life. Of course. She gave you guys... You know what it is? People need to understand that Rihanna and people like Rihanna, people like Kendrick and stuff, are people who are smart. They gave you music when they felt like they were at their prime. Mm. Things like music and film creating and writing books and stuff you have to be in that creative state of mind you can't force it it oh, has to come true. from the heart because you can tell when somebody did not create something from the heart mm, and they've mm. created it for the sake of clout or because it's been forced on them That's true. so we should be thanking her that the last album that she gave us till this day we're playing that album in full every <laughs> single time you listen to it you're still relating and you vibe and for her she understood that at that point it probably felt like that was the peak and the end of where she could give what she felt like she wanted to leave you guys with because the thing is you'd rather leave a good legacy than to be somebody who's dragged out their career and and now now you're just giving people scraps exactly and now everybody people judge you off your last project they don't judge you off your first exactly exactly you'll be called a legend but you'll be a legend who had all these bad Track people record. judge you yeah. off the last thing that you presented them with and gave you yeah. and now smart... she's given us a whole other legacy and what she's currently doing at the time is a lot more important yeah. than what her music that's would have true. been doing that's true like Fenty i'm very Savage, impressed i'm very impressed i'm very impressed by her she she did like she's the one actually of the, changing society literally one of the easier seg like segues for her into the fashion industry it was like it just like she'd been doing it for a while but it just seemed so like 
Yeah, that just it makes was sense. Rihanna, yeah, just makes sense. Rihanna moving into fashion and stuff made sense. She was one of those people, you know how when you see celebrities make fragrances and stuff, and you're just like, okay, bro, like, you're doing this because yeah. this is what everyone does. Exactly. But with Rihanna, it made sense. Because how many times have you seen Rihanna on a runway or on Instagram, and you're like, rah, like, I wish I could wear what, what Rihanna exactly. wears or look the way. And that's, she took that literally and made it, like, for months when she was still creating the line, she was wearing the clothes that she was going to be releasing. Mm-hmm. And mm. all of us were like, oh, my God, that looks nice. Those sunnies, those shoes, that dress. And then she came on the website. She's like, oh, yeah, everything you guys have been seeing me wear is the last couple of months. I'm going to be selling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is smart because Beyonce, on the other hand, has always oh tried to do God. fashion. She's no always, as much as I love. I don't want, I don't want no, 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 no. Let's do it because anything. I don't have any. Right now, I don't have one of my other uh, podcasters who's a Beyonce fan and doesn't want anyone to speak against Beyonce. <laughs> but let's get into it because I love Beyonce, right? I really, really do. I respect her for what she does and everything. She's one of those cre- people that just is a perfectionist and she will be a perfectionist forever, right? But I respect her as an artist, mm, as ex- a musician, but nothing else that she ex- does. Ex- and that's the thing with her fashion ventures. I find it interesting because when she was in Destiny's Child and her mom was designing all those clothes and everything, right? That's when they that's really when she tried. Drop the clothing. <laughs> they, but they did. They tr- actually they did try. It was called House of Derriere or something, but it kind of yeah. went broke very quickly. It but flopped. then ever since, she never has like a look. I if you were to ask Re- me, Beyonce is like Kim. You can tell that her look is mum now. I'm sorry. Her look is mum who's got a little bit of sex abuse. I suppose so. But, you know, you just kind of want that That's, dress that you come out with outfit, one day. and no. just you know. I was literally having this conversation with someone and I was like, going on Beyonce's Instagram right now. Mm. The times that Beyonce is pulling a look is if she's wearing a blazer dress or she's wearing a gown. Or every now and then there's like a mini dress that she has that's and a she, bit of a number. Yeah, yeah. But... The only time she has a look is mainly when she's wearing a gown. That's when everybody kind of yaps and has a conversation yeah, and talks yeah. about. But there is nowhere in life where Beyonce could be put in as a fi- fashion icon. There's like nowhere how, like a in the line of yeah. other people with the Rihanna's and all of that. Could she be put in as a fashion icon? Mm, mm. Because that's why I was surprised when Ivy Park and stuff happened. I was like, wait, what? Like, I get you want to make money. It was so random. I was like, but nobody looks at you as a fashion icon and nobody's ever looked at you as a sports or fitness. Exactly. Like fitness type of. So where is this coming from? And I feel like it was, she, everybody knows Jay-Z and knows her as Jay-Z's wife. Yeah. And basically what she's trying to do is she wants to come across as a creative and business genius and entrepreneur just like her husband. But the problem is she just doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the juice. Mm. She doesn't have the vision or the spark for it. Hence why when Ivy Park dropped the first time... It like didn't go very ago, well. It flopped. And she was selling it in Topshop. She had no vision. She did not understand anything. And it flopped. Mm-hmm. Then she re-released it. But the only reason why this time it seems like it's a big deal and it was successful is she released it with limited quantities. Oh, that helped. Slightly more, slightly more, more expensive price point. So she took it from being high street to premium high street. 
look at me now you <laughs> she took it from being you sound like doc oh my god i used to love that <laughs> show okay, you know why i say that okay she took high street is basically your h&m your yeah, Zara, yeah, your top yeah. shop where she used to sell she's now taking it to high street to be more like your calvin klein trying to use those price points yeah. but there was nothing with the designs that she was giving us that warranted the price or, point you know yeah. justified those price that's points true. Being things. That's true. but the reason why it seemed like there was a hype and oh my god things are selling out is because she obviously released these lines with less numbers you know yep. less quantities yeah at a higher price point which a lot of people were like bro i was like i'm not about to be up in here buying exactly a exactly. whole track paint or whatever from beyonce for like 160 dude and, and i think also i guess her rollout hey collaboration with Adidas cat and then also the rollout to the celebrities that she was doing uh, and all that stuff, you know. Adidas is is a full exactly like she but the first one she dropped, that first maroon and stuff mm. flopped. Oh really? Nobody no, had that all those celebrities. Nice okay. The colours that she chose, and that's why she was sending when somebody keeps sending PR packages to people. Mm. You're trying to prove that it's worth something. Yeah, yeah. Generally yeah. speaking, when a brand has something that's going well, they don't send it to a lot of people. Do that. This girl, <laughs> she's coming <laughs> and disturbing our session. No, I don't think she heard it because you don't close it up. She said, "I'm awake now. I'm awake now." So wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll have to segment this out, but now we'll keep, we'll keep it. That was but, her yeah, no. dropping in. Beyonce, that's the thing. The first one that she dropped, you don't keep sending PR packages. Everyone knows this, whether you are in PR, marketing, fashion. When you keep sending out, that's excess and you're wasting money. Because mm. so you're like, what the heck? That, that's, that's, yeah, anyway, you're, yeah. She was sending people full wardrobes. Exactly. She was sending people full wardrobes. Exactly. That's money. You're losing out on money trying to prove that it's worth something. Generally, people will send PR packages to a couple of strong personalities. Yeah. But with her, it didn't make sense who she was sending. Yeah, like Reese Witherspoon. You've got Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. The most random of people. And once again, she lost the plot and the market. Who are you marketing to? That's true. Are you marketing to moms? Are you marketing to people who are 20s, 30s? Like, who is your actual audience that you're trying to? So I just feel like at the end of the day, she just needs to keep with the mothering since she says stage is not really a thing anymore <laughs> she was at her prime she's done what she has yeah. to do you she does that- not have to be like a jay-z she doesn't have to her husband does enough for the both of them that's true. I feel like the thing is with her, she's trying so much and mind you, I, I'm not a business mogul so I can't have the mentality that she has around building a business and stuff but yeah i think she has to streamline how much she dabbles into like because i think she's trying to be like a rihanna where rihanna can now leave music because she safely has something like she actually legitimately but rihanna's stuff makes sense because it's attached directly to what we've always known rihanna for exactly rihanna's always been somebody that people look for looks Exactly, exactly. We've always adored how her skin looks and mm, her beauty. There's mm. things that we've always adored about Rihanna that makes sense. That's why Fenty skin made like skincare makes sense. Why the Fenty makeup products make sense. Mm. Why the clothing and the accessories make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Because they've got the, the because personal. It, yeah, 
they've got that thing where it's like they have a they embody her persona as a person. Yeah, that's and true. And Beyonce doesn't have the nicest of personalities. Personally, I'm not a fan of her personality <laughs> from what I've seen with her interactions with people. Yeah, and what other people have had to say. I'm just not the whole Queen B thing is definitely something that has got into her head. And humility, I don't think is a thing she possesses anymore. Ah, okay. But, because for me, I've like, always I thought... I don't know if anyone saw the Lion King uh, thing, the yeah. where even I had a conversation with my brother when um, Megan Markle went up to her and she's like, oh my God, congratulations. Yeah, to her. yeah. And she was like, hmm, thanks. Yeah, that's the and thing. Like, I was actually... Turns around I wanted to like, say this in the last unscripted conversation that I wanted to bring up in the sense that they've now... Her and Jay-Z act like they're this untouchable couple now. Like, you, they don't even do... The, you know, the things that celebrities touch. just do that are just for fun you know like if you think of like let's say james corden's um karaoke whatever like for example a lot of celebrities do that they just do it either for pr purposes or they just like james corden they go on his show they do it but beyonce Mm. hasn't had an interview proper proper for a long time unless it's in her documentary whatever right she doesn't do that anymore Maybe after we've seen her in the lip sync battle thing once in a while. But yeah, it's just her and Jay-Z are like this, you know. I can understand as a person, you have to know your worth, obviously. Oh, of course, As yeah. a celebrity, they get to a point where you need to know your worth and how what you want to associate with and what you don't want to associate with. But I feel like in situations like that, babe, you are surrounded <laughs> by Prince Harry in them. Exactly. Their actual royalty. Exactly. I don't understand why you can't just humble yourself and just genuinely be just be, genuine. be excited. Exactly. Exactly. Just be genuine. Somebody is congratulating you and commending you on your good work, which I genuinely don't think was good work. I refuse to watch the new line I'm from not, after I heard yeah, she added a too. scene in there. <laughs> and the whole time she sounds like Beyonce. Exactly. It's the most it's like the herself. weirdest thing. I was like, what? So, why <laughs> that does trailer, but, mm, in Africa no. have a Texas accent? I'm not understanding. So personally, till this day I refuse to watch the yeah, new line. Yeah. My kids will not be watching the new Lion King. Pretty much. My pretty kids much. will forever be watching game. the animated version. And then they go to school, they'll be like, oh, hey, younger. didn't you watch that other one? They'll be like, what other one? Mommy only makes us watch the cartoon that's, one. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly okay. But yeah, but yeah no, no, it's gotten to this point where they've gotten to a point where it's like untouchable and... And Bill, like, Jay-Z that never to, works out. Yeah, Jay Z well. tries to just make himself like just this, like you know, he's the industry god. I remember when they did the when the Grammys last last time happened, and they did like the Grammys pre party, whatever that they do, and like you know they had they had all the celebrities at the house or whatever, not at their house, they they hired a house, I think apparently, and they were like you know, just like this royalty vibe that they're trying to portray. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but. It's like, mm, I don't know. Just a bit. Yeah, just humble yourself. Right. Just yeah, humble yourself. Or at least be more down. accessible. Like, be more accessible, like, with how you are. She, I, I feel like if she's going to do anything, she just needs to stick to the creative content. Yeah. That, that's, that's why her strong. That's why her the albums music, like when do she so well. That visual thing, I still felt like it was a bit. I wasn't. What came out of that is what I wasn't happy about. When Which, the, the latest visual, one? Like the latest Lion what King was it? visual album? Yeah, the, the visual B-King, album came King, out. The King, because all of a sudden, King people started hyping it up and being like, we should start calling Beyonce the mother of Africa I know. and all these things. <laughs> and I was like, see, this is my problem with when people take things too far when it comes to her. Yeah. Because I was like, 
she's been to like three African countries. Yep, guys. Exactly. She's been Literally. to South Africa, probably somewhere in like Nigeria or Ghana and yep. like one other country at yep. most. Yep, that's true. Just because she's made a video which obviously makes sense because Lion King is based in Africa yeah. and she's put all these people and these things in it does not mean we should always take things in one within that part. That's true. That's true. Because I mean, there's a church that dedicated itself to Beyonce. I mean... There's that, a church that only sings her song exactly. as a hymn like, and stuff. That's just a bit... Once mm. he gets... And the fact that you don't correct behavior, like, she doesn't call out her um, beehive or, like, yeah, people like that. That's and true. that's where I find a problem with it, even when it's wrong. Like, that thing that happened with the... Carrie Hilson. ...woman whose husband... Mm. Oh, sorry. No, no, oh, you're talking about one, something different. The one with the woman whose husband owned the basketball team that they went to watch. Oh, yes. And when yes. she came down and she was like, she asked Jay-Z if he wanted a drink and whatever else. And the beehive was like, why was she touching your husband exactly. like that? And it exactly. blew up and they were bullying her and messaging her. And the lady just put out, she's like, I'm so sorry for upsetting any of you, whatever. But they, we had invited them to come because my husband owns the basketball team. And I was just asking him as a, true host if they wanted any refreshments and the fact that she didn't come out and say anything mm, or teams didn't come mm. out there's so many instances where things have happened where it's just like you genuinely i feel like you enjoy this like you find it because you know what she might even apologize let's say in, in private but in this social media age that's not enough you know like private apologies just... don't mean anything because, because in the social media space people. they are exactly this the social media space is what way it needs to be Highlighted when things happen, the apology, yeah. Because I remember you could, Hope, you could say something about me on social media and then come and say sorry to me, but there's multiple people you've offended. And anyway, sorry, I'm, I might just have dropped. I was actually gonna say one more thing though with the whole social media thing. I was telling Hope about it, and we were like, What's interesting is how much social media kind of forces you to have to do public apologies. Because if you think of like Will Smith and Jada, right? When that whole thing happened and then they had to go and do a whole interview, a whole married couple had to sit together and talk and about their the marital interview. issues so that the world can understand. But that's what <gasps> happens when you're in a, but the thing is when you put anything out, people become a part of your story. People are now invested. That's true. That's and true. people are now, you. I'm in it. If you guys were a YouTube couple and you were posting everything about your relationship before, we have very I need an much explanation to what happened. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're in an age of entitlement where people feel entitled to know things that are going on, but we never initially asked you at the beginning of your relationship. So to why did you happened. offer? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So when you came about and you spoke about whatever it was, it was now a situation where it's like, okay, now you got to explain. <laughs> tell me what happened tell me why you've been not online for a while tell me why the babies no, tell me everything <laughs> that's the thing and that's your job is to pick and choose what you, you feel you allow people to be involved in and what you keep to yourself that's true. You're the one who sets the boundaries, not people because people will want to know everything that's true I think that's so what Beyonce has said she problem, wants to do that sorry when you make the bad decision of not setting boundaries at because you're basically in a relationship with your fans with your viewers very much even you with your listeners you're in a relationship with these people so once you start feeding them things and stuff like that these are people now invested they basically act like they're your friends that's true that parasocial relationship that people have been talking about lately like yeah that's interesting so basically 
you're the one who has to set the boundaries because what you never tell them they will never know that they don't know do you get what i mean exactly if you could have been in a relationship the last three years but because they don't know that or because they've never seen him and whatever people are not going to be searching for that information and that's that's what gets me when people do the whole thing where like they don't want people in their business or let's say their relationship and they post their partner and post like a hand or the back of his head and then they wonder why people are now scurrying (laughs) to try and find out who it is because nobody cared until you made it a search mission that's true once you gave people that taste there's people who always want to know more and be the first to know more and say they know more so if you hadn't posted his hand or you hadn't said whatever it was about that situation, nobody. nobody would go searching. That's true. Because we know, I know people who've been in long-term relationships for a while who people acknowledged and knew, and they were like, okay, I'm just not going to share about my partner, this and this and this, but I am in one and I'm not single. People respected it. You set boundaries, people will respect That's it. True. When you That's don't true. and you blur the line between what your boundaries are is when people start pushing you to... Review, review a lot more exactly now you're vexed because you've shared too much but whose fault you but it, it was your fault it wasn't <laughs> because they decided to go ahead so when you lot brought up the whole thing with august alcina it was now a situation of okay it was at the red table talk you got a red table talk you That's and your true. husband it's That's in true. your house sit down and explain to us what hey, the situation the embarrassment, is the embarrassment. Obviously, hey, hey you've hey. obviously <laughs> spoken about Mind you, prior to that, on the Ray Table Talk, they had spoken about times where they nearly divorced. Mm. They had spoken about the fact that they no longer loved each other, but they were sticking together because they were friends and respected each other. You've already reviewed all these things. That's true. So people are like, what's going on? There's, there's bits and pieces of picture that have been painted yep. in. Now you've got to fill in the blanks. The blanks. That's true. Eish. That was so, a very sobering last one. We should have just wrapped up and wrapped up because now people are depressed. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, damn it! <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah, gonna be I a YouTuber." But no, that's, that's true. That's a honestly. recommendation I would leave with people in this <laughs> age of social media, where naturally you feel pressured all the time to reveal certain things and speak about your life. Remember that there's evil eye. Not everybody wants to know oh, things in your life dude, for the sake of. Dude you know, encouraging you and celebrating you. People sometimes just want to know information for the sake to know and to cause their own trouble. Yep, and they'll go and speak on so it and you speak badly. Who, and Yeah. Like, literally, that whole, I don't know if you know on Twitter, that one example of the girl who was like, oh, just got a raise of this much, da 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 And then all these people went and messaged her. They found the place that she worked at, mm-hmm. found her boss on LinkedIn, started messaging employees of hers and her boss to confirm if she actually got that raise and it became a whole issue with HR. Whoa. People, okay. random people on Twitter who don't know her. Jesus Christ. No, and it's just like, I'm... sometimes it's like, I know, and it sucks because why, why shouldn't you be able to just celebrate yeah, exactly. your week and just be happy? But leave that for your friends. Leave that for your inner circle. As much as people were like, I think I'm closer with the people I'm friends with on Twitter and stuff like that, babe. Your real friends are never the ones that just follow you That's on social true. media. That's uh, social They're media just trying a... to get a peek into your life and see how they can compare themselves or what they can learn about you mm. and how they can use that information. When you guys have good major achievements and things that you're genuinely proud of, 
in your life. You've got people close to you that you to can celebrate with. That's true. You don't need randoms and people that you've never actually met and just admire on social media to be validating. I know. And giving you a pat on the back. Because you see, I remember I saw, you know, like when someone posts their baby on, on social media, I always worry about that. Like, why are you posting your baby? Because I'm like on Twitter, that. like on Twitter levels, not on Instagram where you, you've got maybe an Instagram. Because I feel like Instagram, you can sort of streamline. Yeah, you can streamline. Nah, Twitter is so weird. And so, so Twitter, if this lady posted a baby on Twitter. And I was just like, then I could see people like, they're, they're not saying this in a malicious way, but they're just sort of like pointing out his feet because it's like, a really cute chubby baby. But they're like pointing out his feet and stuff. Like, and I'm just like, oh God, like it's, you just can't separate the crazies from the good ones. So just don't even post anything about yourself, especially when it comes to kids. You, you need to know your platform and you just need, even people who think that, oh, uh, because I'm on a private account. You guys, the worst thing, and as much as it sucks in reality, the people who tend to actually speak the most bad about you and watch your every move are people that you are the closest yeah. to, people that you yeah. genuinely tend to trust. And I've said it all the time with situations with weddings, you end up hearing people that you thought were good and were supporting you are exactly. at you in the midst of your ceremony coming up with theories as to why you're getting married, as to how you got the money, all these things. So some of the most opinionated people are the people who've actually had more insight in your life more than anyone else. Because they've got ways to make inferences and all these other things where they're like, oh, but wasn't she broke like six months ago? How was it having a $60,000 wedding? Oh, how did she just buy a Range Rover when she was barely able to pay rent three weeks ago? You know what I mean? Now it's like a situation of they actually know what's going on on in your life. Yeah. Your life. So when they're now speaking, it sounds a lot more factual to somebody who doesn't know know anything like that because they've got those extra little bits and pieces of information. Yeah, that's true. And, and, yeah, I don't want to say this on the platform. I'll talk about it after the fact. Guys, just be spectators (laughs) on social media. Just, just like, just like, 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 like. Post your photo. Don't even caption it and go. <laughs> but no, if thank you got you, a new house, don't say anything. Ah, exactly right, dude. Oh, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll keep talking about this. But no, thank you so much. This was nice. This was nice. Thanks, I'll do all the, I'll do all the, I'll do, We'll end with our with our babes. You know, we'll end with our with our babes who's been entertaining us. The end one individual. <laughs> And it's only easy because yeah. I just like this. So I haven't listened to it in a while. But so far, it seems like Ama Piano ah, has taken look. over like a lot. They're two very different styles. Exactly. Like, but Ama Piano is just... But I prefer... Well, but how do you I, pronounce it? Because I can never say because I can never pronounce um, it. Yes. Um, I prefer this because I can dance to it. Ama Piano, no, but that's I can the reason. dance to Ama it. Ama Piano, but, you can... The reason why one was a lot more popular... You need to remember COVID, a lot of people are in the house. And then when you do get to link, it's smaller gatherings. Yeah, that's true. I'm a piano gives you both those vibes, depending yeah. on who you're listening If you're that's listening true. to jazz disciples, they're a bit more chill with the instrumentals. Yeah. If you're now listening to like the cabs and yeah, all that's, of them, that's it's what... a lot more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Gom is just... Constant. It's like yes. listening to rap compared to like R and B. R and B, you can slow it down, you can vibe. Rap is usually a lot more, and that's pretty much my vibe. I'm loving some of these vibes, <laughs> but, no, but that's the thing. So with, I feel like it got a lot more popular with the pandemic because it gives, it allows you like I can be at home and sit down, just chilling, listening to Ariana. 
but Lom is a little bit too much. Gotta get up, gotta get up and dance. (laughs) No, thank you, Yolanda. Thank you very much. So that's it for another episode of Conversations with Audrey. Thank you for listening. I hope you join me for the next episode. And as you go about your day, just remember, kindness is free. So sprinkle that shit everywhere. Stay blessed.